Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, uh, we're going to talk some recruiting uh, stuff. We got um, Jaden Quintance, believe it or not, more Mizzou men's basketball stuff. We're going to talk a little bit about him. Uh, we have some updates for his recruitment. It's going to happen a lot sooner than we uh, were expecting, or I think a lot of people were expecting with some some of his recent announcements. Um, we got uh, more rage recruiting for Eli Drinkwitz as well on the football side after they beat Tennessee. Um, we're going to talk about one guy. We've spoke about him before, Jaron Sensabaugh. Um, his situation's changing a little bit as well. Um, and then we got a little Tigers in the NFL update for you guys. We'll have NFL later on too with a uh, um, – with some fraud rankings, of course. Um, but yeah, then we'll do quick hits and then we're going to preview Mizzou men's basketball against SIUE and then recap the Memphis game from Friday, which we are, I guess, saving the worst for last from that. Cause that was a uh, pretty bad game, kind of a nightmare uh, performance in Mizzou's first test of the year. So we'll talk all about that, get to that at the end of the show. Um, but before we start quick word from the old sponsor bet online, the last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. And Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All of the hoops betting action, along with every sport, is available right at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access. Anytime, another spoiler alert. I got more sicko, more sicko bets uh coming on the uh best beats of the week so we use the bet online ads for those so listen to that and head to the bet online website today and remember to use our promo code believe b-l-e-a-v believe for your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts and the unwritten rule starts right now attention Everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today is Monday, November 13th, and uh, we're going to get later on to uh, what Dennis Gates did or I guess didn't do with his uh, team on the court this year. But Kenny and Peyton, if you can believe it, we still have more uh, recruiting to cover. We talked about Jaden Quintance uh, a couple shows ago, um, but we have some more updates uh, on his recruiting trail because he is down to his final two schools, and then he also moved his recruitment date up. We thought it was going to be a while for uh, for him on that, but he's down to Mizzou and Kentucky officially, and then uh, the Kentucky Rivals affiliate also reported uh, that he will announce his decision by Wednesday, and I believe that also something was included in that, that he knows where he's going. That's just when he's announcing it. So big news, um, because obviously I, we were expecting to wait, I, I think, until the late signing period, which doesn't happen until early next year, um, to find out about him. He would be a, obviously a big boost to an already great Mizzou recruiting class. We talked to Trent Burns, one of the members of it. Um, but yeah, what's the... Uh, any other stuff on that with with his latest development moving that recruitment date up and then he's between the cats and the tigers yeah it it doesn't feel like mizzou's in a great spot uh anymore it it definitely feels like it's leaning kentucky's direction and that's a shame you know this really could have been i mean just an all-world class it's still going to be probably a top five class when it's all said and done even without quintons uh, but it is a bit of a bummer because it definitely seems like, I mean, everything, the Kentucky's rival side, Kentucky people just keep getting all the latest updates. I mean, we haven't really, I mean, and if you know Gabe DeArmond, Power Mizzou, who really kind of corners the market on Mizzou recruiting news, I mean, he hasn't really been able to break anything, it seems like. So just kind of feels like it's more leaning towards Kentucky at this point. I wouldn't dwell on it too much either. If you're a Missouri fan, kind of look at the bigger picture. As Peyton said, this might be a top five recruiting class once everyone's set for the class of 2024. Right now, according to rivals, Mizzou is still second behind Duke. And I like what Peyton said a couple months ago. It's the usual suspects of Duke, Mizzou, North Carolina, and Kansas. And then Kentucky at six. Rutgers is the one at five, but 
Um, it's, I mean, this is a great Mizzou um, recruiting class. It's not even just like a good class this year. It might be one of the best basketball or just football, you know, top sports at Mizzou recruiting class of all time. Um, when it's all said and done, you know, Trent Burns, Andrew Botang, Peyton Marshall, Marcus Allen, all four stars, and then T.O. Barrett as well, as we've heard a lot of hype. He's a three-star. Um, great class so far, and you got to be, you know, excited if you're a Mizzou fan for what's gonna what's gonna come, even if Quintance goes to Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, Peyton makes a good point on the, and I think you do too, Kenny, with staying positive on this on this Mizzou recruiting class. I don't think, you know, yeah, it's a bummer to miss out on anybody, but like you just said, Mizzou's recruiting class is what it is. Peyton makes a good point too, where, you know, when it's the um, affiliate of the other team that's linked to him breaking the news and being the first reporting, you tend not to do that when you have bad news. You tend to be doing that, you know, when you have seemingly good news or good interest, which is what it feels like um, Quintance has with Kentucky. He does remain. Uh, there are two future casts in for him there. They are from a while ago both in for Missouri, but, um, you know, could just be a case of those guys might've just forgot that they put those in there and, and aren't changing it at this point. Um, but still, still maybe a chance, but yeah, the five-star center might not be joining what Kenny, uh, like Kenny said, uh, might be one of the better, uh, Mizzou recruiting classes in, in all of their sports. Um, I think that's a, that's a very valid, um, take in terms of just how good it is. So, so maybe unfortunate news there, but we'll find out on Wednesday, I guess. Sooner rather than later, it's nice to at least have that uh that confirmation um so soon rather than you know knowing having to have his name come back up again uh later on in like February. Um switching to the football side, we're going uh we're going back to a term Kenny used that like I I don't know, I need to work this into maybe the SEC tier list at some point. We, we need to make this rage recruiting term a more mainstream thing because I think it was a uh, that was a great uh Way to describe what Drink was doing since missing Wingo. Um, but Jaron Sensabaugh, guys, the cornerback um, out of Nashville, Tennessee. We talked about him recently, too, who was a Vandy commit. He's a Vandy commit no longer. Uh, his recruitment is 100% open. Um, and then shortly after that was announced, uh, he announced that he's visiting Mizzou here in December. So um, thoughts on that? And, you know, kind of went right along the track that uh, it seemed like it was going the last time we talked about it. Yeah, it appears Flipmas has arrived for Drinkwitz. Um, and we've talked about it to death, Kenny in particular. Uh, Drink loves flipping guys. It's like his favorite thing, I swear. Um, and Jaron Sensabaugh, I mean, he got uh, offered just six days ago from Mizzou. Decommitted today. He announced, um, he announced visits to Missouri on December 15th, NC State on November 25th, um, and there was one other, I thought. Tennessee uh, on December 8th. Yeah, so those are three big hitters. I mean, those are three mid to upper tier power five schools. Um, and Mizzou has the benefit right now um, of the confirmed visits to be the last one. Uh, this one feels like it's definitely trending Mizzou. Um, feel bad for Clark Lee, man. But like we discussed this last time, uh, it's kind of time for Mizzou to start pushing their weight around, kind of bullying the little brothers. I mean, you got Courtney Crutchfield, who has picked up a crystal ball uh, from Steve Wiltfong to come to Mizzou after he decommitted from Arkansas. Another crystal ball from Steve Wiltfong came in just last night, actually, uh, after the Mizzou-Tennessee game. Taylor Chandler, who is an, a three-star, according to 247, offensive line commit, uh, to Colorado currently, he visited the Tennessee game in like literally not even 30 minutes, I swear, after the game ended. Uh, Steve Wiltfong put in a prediction for him to flip from Coach Prime to Coach Drink. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Mizzou has – I mean, right now the recruiting rankings don't look early, uh, don't look pretty. They will not end uh, where they are right now. They will get a few different guys – they're going to hit the portal hard, I'm sure, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Rage recruiting has arrived in full. Speaking of those uh, crystal balls, uh, Robbie Winstein, who's the publisher at Vandy 247, is the only one that has one in for Jaron Sensabaugh on 247 Sports, and it is to Tennessee. Um, we know that Sensabaugh oh. is from Nashville, um, and that's another one that's close to home. 
And that's maybe a team to keep an eye on. It's the only one that's in right now for 247. I know we like to jump around some of these recruiting ones. And I do think that we should stick to Jack's employer rivals, but uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll dip our feet into some of these other ones because we know we have friends at work at these other uh, places. But yeah, I mean, like Peyton said, it's Tennessee, Mizzou, and NC State. And it's not the first time that Mizzou and NC State have kind of, kind of gone after the same cornerback. Uh, Shamar McNeil, who's in the class of 2023, was a hard commit to the Tigers ended up taking a last like a late visit to North Carolina state and um, it looked like maybe he would kind of flip, maybe go there, ended up coming to Mizzou. Um, he hasn't really seen a lot of action here. We know the cornerback runs pretty deep, but interesting to see another little cornerback battle between um, uh, those two schools. Yeah. I, I think Peyton, you mentioned it too, with trying to separate Mizzou, trying to separate itself from the rest of the pack. This is another good opportunity to do that with Tennessee Kenny said there's a future cast in for Sensabaugh to Tennessee. I think it would be a win for Trinkwitz, who's done a whole bunch of winning, as we talked about. Go listen to the recap on the field now um, over Tennessee. I think it would be nice to pull one over on the Vols for um, a recruit, you know, not only just for that fact, but also, you know, you're trying to separate yourself from the rest of that pack on the field. I, you know, a good way to start to do that is by doing the same thing on the recruiting trail. So definitely something to monitor there. Um, and on the basketball front, it's a little bit of a different animal uh, when it's Kentucky men's basketball. It is Coach Cal. I don't think you can be too upset losing a recruit to that guy. Um, but yeah, so definitely some things to watch. Peyton Good uh, mentioning those other names as well. Um, recruiting recruiting season never truly stops, uh, even though as much as we maybe thought it did when one area and Wingo finally picked where they were going. Um, elsewhere, Tigers in the NFL. We have a, a, a shout out there. Um, Kenny, I'll go to I'll defer to you if you have any more guys you want to mention. I can't think of any off the top of my head. We're recording this on Sunday night after all the games are done. But Jordan Elliott getting on the uh, getting on the end of a blocked field goal, right in the Browns Ravens game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take a little victory lap here too, saying that the Browns were going to cover against the Ravens. They ended up winning the game as well. Um, yeah, great defense call. there for the Browns with Jordan Elliott, former Missouri defensive lineman, gets in on the block on the field goal. Uh, we know he went to Texas as well, so maybe some of the Longhorn fans feeling something about Jordan Elliott. But a uh, good opportunity there for him to show off because when you kind of looked at last year, it was like he totaled one tackle, one tackle for loss every other game. It was, you know, he wasn't picking up great stats um, each time out, but um, this was a pretty good game for him to get that block. Two quick things on that. I also picked the Browns, so I'm going to join you in your victory lap. Um, you did? Second. Yeah, I yes, did. Yes, you did. Dang. I'm, I'm wow. looking at it right now. I was going to run. Let's run through them when you're done with your other point. Yeah, I'm five picks ahead still, so um, I could blow the entire next week and still be in the lead. Um, but, yeah, I also – I had uh, – fun fact, I had a Spanish class with Jordan Elliott um, – freshman year my very first semester in college in 2019 uh sat right next to jordan elliott that was a total accident but he was a solid solid spanish speaker that's all i have to add shout out kenny do you want to run through the rest of the nfl picks while we're on the topic yeah uh finished up week 10 um here on sunday when we're recording peyton is 24 13 and 3 i am 19 18 and 3 and jack you are 18 19 and 3 you didn't bet on your hometown Texans. They got it done. I, I did pick the did. Texans, and then I, I flipped because I looked at the injury report, and there were a lot oh, of guys Oh, yeah, that's right. That's talked right. about that, and so um, I'm glad the Texans pulled it off. I mean, it's been an incredible season already. Yeah, flip miss for the Texans. We'll get to the Bengals. We have Proud. fraud rankings later. Um, but, yeah, shout-out to Jordan Elliott. Uh, that, might be a, that might be a segment we do, like, next NFL season where we just do a Tigers in the NFL report. Um, Kenny used to to write those when he worked for the Missourian. They were always fun to read. Um, it's always nice to see when Drew Locke takes a starting job in Seattle. That's when we'll start it. That's he'll he'll be the he'll be the catalyst. Um, but with that, yeah, we're going to transition. Speaking of fraud rankings, we'll get to those. Uh, we are going to flip over and do quick hits on the other side. So stay tuned. Okay, quick hits time. And Kenny, over to you. Ken Sports Shorts. Um, for Ken Sports Shorts this week, I thought a lot. Um, thought pretty hard about First time Mizzou- that's happened <laughs> about uh, Mizzou's history against Tennessee and how the two teams are not going to face each other in 2024. And this upcoming week is going to be a similar thing. Mizzou is not going to play Florida in 2024. So I have a three-part question about Mizzou and Florida's history. 
um, as football programs. And the first one is going to be, what is the overall record between the two teams for Missouri? Oh, Jesus, I have no idea. Mm. Um, I believe Missouri has a winning record. Do they not? Yeah, I think I thought we talked about this like somewhat. They kind of wrecked Florida for a few years. Do they, Kenny? I can't tell you. Yeah, you gotta, I can't say and that's not going to answer help. the question. I don't Great even know how many casting. games they've played. Um, uh, 13 and 3. That's a it's lot of games. It's not that lopsided. Um, okay. I'm going to uh, say Missouri's like, I don't know, 11 and 6 against Florida. 5, five and 2. It's that's more uh, than that. Yeah. Oh, um. <laughs> You guys are both pretty off. I think you you got to think about it is that there's only I, I have mean, no idea started, how many games. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They how started playing play. each other in 2012. Um, these are two programs that aren't close to each other in the country. The first time they played each other before they before the Tigers joined the SEC was in 1966. That was the only matchup between the two programs. Uh, Mizzou is six and six against Florida um, in its oh. rivalry. Um, so that there have been those 11 games since they've joined the SEC. And then there's one game back in 1966 where Mizzou won 20 to 18 in New Orleans. That was like a reverse trick question. That was like yeah. a reverse trick question. Kenny, Kenny, like it felt like Kenny asked that because it's like they had a crazy like five year run in like the 40s, and it's like no, they just have only played when Mizzou's been in the SEC. Yep, that's. I was thinking yeah, like there has one matchup like, in a bowl game. Yeah, great. Move on. <laughs> um, so here's the. Uh, or I guess I give it away there um that one game in the 60s was the sugar bowl i said it was in new orleans uh so here's the second question um when you go on winsipedia um for those that don't know great site. there are there yes there are little squares um that compare from all-time record natties uh wins all time bowl games conference championships and it'll highlight the squares that that um whichever program uh, is favored in and the only one yeah. that mizzou is favored in compared to florida is conference championships I want you guys to tell me how many conference championships Mizzou has and how many do you think Florida has? So does this include division titles or no? No. No. Okay. So then Mizzou has not so won one. There's none in the SEC. Uh, yeah. or, zero in the SEC. They didn't have any in the Big 12 for a long time. I think you have to go yeah. back to the Big 8 for when they won. I don't know because I don't know how many they won in like the 40s and 50s. I know they won a couple in the 60s uh, because they were really good and should have claimed a natty. I'm going to say Mizzou has the edge in this one four to four to two. No, four to four to three. Uh, but Mizzou they has more. I will tell you that Mizzou has more. Yes, because they, they have the square that's darker. Or that has this oh, highlighted square. I gotta change okay. because Florida definitely has more. Yeah, than three Florida has more titles. than three. Um, because they have I'm two with say Meyer, like, with Urban. Yeah, and they definitely won a couple with Spurrier. With Spurrier. So I'm gonna go six to five, Missouri. I'll back that. Definitely. You want to back that? You don't want to give your own check? All right. Uh, it is Wait, twelve. No, 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 okay, twelve to no. eight. Uh, you don't get it. It is twelve to eight. Ow. Missouri Tigers have four. When more was the last time Missouri won one? I was gonna say I feel like they won one more recently in the '60s. Um, no, I don't. That's a good question. No? I do not believe they have. This is bad. This is bad. We don't know because that. I mean there was a large stretch where Missouri was pretty terrible at football, like really bad. Like in the '80s, they were completely irrelevant. Yeah, I guess that's true. And it took Can like I... Larry Smith. Um... <laughs> This is a a good question. It doesn't tell you on Wikipedia when the last ones were. Wikipedia would legitimately be good for this. Yeah, so it gives you that there were twelve in the Big Eight, but it doesn't count the conference titles from the Western Interstate University Football Association (W I U F A), which was a which which hat which occurred uh, before the turn of the century. Uh, But there are twelve in the Big Eight. Nineteen, yeah. When was the Uh, last one? 1969 with Dan Devine. There you go. Yep. It looks like. And then Mizzou was were pretty s- much irrelevant until they had six Larry and Smith. one. Uh, and then the yeah six and one and nine and two overall. There you go. All right. Um, this is my my final question of the trivia between these two. 
is that when these two teams or when Mizzou joined the SEC, uh, the first matchup with Florida was in 2012. Where was the game? Ooh, this yeah. is a good question because it feel it's definitely not. I think it was a, a neutral trick, site. I think it probably was. I think it was in a neutral site. Otherwise, I why would he act? Do we think Jacksonville? I know that's where they played Georgia, so maybe not. Like I don't know. Atlanta? You no, know, you think like the famous like 2013, 14 games where like Perot Field did the chomp when they just pulverized Florida, games like that. I don't know where this game was. Um, Jacksonville is my guess. I'm going to say like Atlanta or Nashville or something. I'm going to say Nashville, I guess. It's not right, but. No. Neither of you are right. It, it wasn't it. supposed to be a trick question. It was trying to see if you guys could count backwards um, from home oh. and home. The oh. game was in Gainesville. Um, okay. well. <laughs> that, that's the end of Ken's sports. Kenny reversed, Kenny reversed like. I tried to make we it overthought, easy We overthought that, Peyton. We overthought that to hell. He, made, he tried to make it easy on us by making us guess the overall. He wanted, us, he wanted telling us, us the games. He wanted us looking like idiots just being like, Columbia? Columbia in this year, Gainesville at Columbia. That game, then Columbia. I thought Gainesville. like maybe it was a trick, trick question, but like I don't know. I took it. It was I a trick, a trick, trick, involved. trick, treat question. Well done, Kenny. The quiz master bested us that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like one of those quizzes where you you're overthinking the answers and it's just right there. But um, yeah. let's do best beats of the week. Uh, we're gonna look at the standings right now. Jack and Peyton tie for first at twenty and fifteen. I'm at 19 and 16, but I will tell you this, Peyton, you were actually at 21 and 15 because Akron is not going to reach five wins all on the right. season Boom. after losing this past week. Oh, though, he bet on the under. Damn. And so he bet on the, the under at four and a half. And that's where my best beat goes. Damn I'm going to bet on my good pal, Peyton Averman here for Akron to keep on losing. I uh, got Eastern Michigan minus four and a half. Some action this week against Akron at home. Taylor Powell, baby, Eastern Michigan zone. But uh, you know that I was a, a photo slam of Taylor Powell. One. Um, my uh, my best beat of the week, early in earlier in the season, I bet on the gaudy LSU minus thirty two and a half line against uh, Army, and people told me I was crazy, and then Ar- and then Army lost by sixty. Okay, so I'm going back to the well now. LSU has nothing to play for. But getting Jaden Daniels the Heisman, they are going to let him put on a show against Georgia State. He is going to outscore Georgia State on his own. Uh, give me LSU minus 30 and a half this week. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, I don't know why I was so. <laughs> yeah, my my uh, my bet involves the number 30 and a half. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to argue with you. I, don't, I was one of those army naysayers that was like, Dude, they'll cover. They have camo end zones. No. Um, Peyton, if LSU doesn't cover this spread, can you eat six cupcakes on YouTube while we're recording next week? <laughs> no. This is, cup, this is cupcake week, and I want you to oh, eat six yeah. cupcakes. While can we're we... recording, you just have to shove one in every yeah, now and then. Yeah, Peyton, you can do it. You can do it over the course of while we're recording. You don't have to do it all at once. You just have okay, to. Okay. Well, you six. know what? What do I get if LSU covers? A point. Um. Then I'm not yeah. doing this. <laughs> then I'll do I'll it. I'll give him. I'll. I'll, give I'll him eat. A... No, I'll you eat know three, what? I'll do it. I'll three. eat the cupcakes. Okay. There we go. There's the bet. Okay. All right. But you know what? LSU's going to win by thirty. They, they can win, but they don't have to cover by thirty and a half. Matters. Is R.J. Hunter playing for Georgia State's football team? Maybe they'll no, have some magic in him. He hasn't played college basketball in like It's a deep cut. Minutes. Ron Hunter has fallen off his stool. Um, yeah, my uh, bet involves the number 30 and a half. You guys I know would the like, hold on. Now. Before we, I would like to propose banning Ooh. betting on Iowa after this. Ooh. This is four weeks in a row. <laughs> Fix it up. Try me a river. Cry me Pick a river. Up. You said you went back to the well. You're betting on the a team you just bet on. I haven't bet on LSU in like five, six weeks. You said you were tapping the well. I'm just tapping my well. Sorry, you didn't get to and the I well And I didn't first. even bet on them in on this show. I bet on them in real life. <laughs> That's true. Uh, don't care. Didn't ask. Uh, you know, bets are bets. I'm tapping my well. 
Iowa has gotten me four straight weeks of unders. Last week, they beat Rutgers 22 to nothing, outperforming by five, a 27 and a half point over under. I'm taking the under again. I'm a sicko. Uh, they're playing Illinois. Brett Bielema ball is coming to Des Moines, and they will not score more than 30 and a half points. Um, I went and placed this bet also in real life, and so I'm very excited to once again uh, this, keep up with Peyton Record. This one will count in my book, but after this week, if I see another Iowa bet in the Peyton official record keeping, I am not counting that bet. Oh my God! What? Yeah. What are you? UCF? Win or lose, claiming and not claiming and not not counting. Banners fly for Dirty Bird. Uh, I want to go back um, to something about Georgia State real quick. That was a part of Guess That College not too long ago. Rest in peace to that segment. Uh, Dirty Birds of the weekend. It'll it'll find itself in a Ken Sports shorts one day. Uh, Dirty hey, no, Birds of the weekend. Just doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, we talked about this already, man. Yeah. Dirty Birds of the weekends. Uh, mine goes to Jeff Lever. Um, you, Jeff, you've been a, a great uh, supporter of our podcast, but uh, that's kind of a Dirty Bird comment that you left on our recap this past weekend. Harry Styles <laughs> or Kenny? We will never know. Uh, that was a pretty funny response. Uh, I got a kick out of it. Um, I'm kind of flattered too at the same moment, but I got to throw you in the dirty bird. Um, shout out to you because you are a very um, devoted member of the unwritten rule. We need a name. We like need Harry? a name for the unwritten rule. I think yeah, I look no. like it. We're gonna the unwritten okay. rulers. No, so we we as a group call the unwritten rule TUR. I think anyone who listens to our show should be referred as a turd, like turds, 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 turds. I'm uh, going turds. Turds. You guys oh. are turds. Turds. Um, or, just, or they're just Harry Styles fans. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, that was a funny comment. You, I don't think you love um, Harry Styles. My dude. dirty bird of the week, uh, Jimbo Fisher. Fair enough. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, the embattled Texas A&M coach, has been paid $70 million to not coach Texas A&M anymore. He is a dirty bird because he used to play, uh, coach the Auburn War Eagles. Ask Kenny um, why you shouldn't ask why they say War Eagle. Um, yeah, Jimbo Fisher, I mean, I did, I was kind of surprised by this move, especially coming off a 41-point conference victory. Uh, yes, it was Mississippi State, but still. I mean, they have been better this year. I get it, though. I mean, they've been underperforming for years. Just kind of feels like a case of AM overestimating what they can be in college football just because they had Johnny football for a year, um, like really good Johnny football for a year. But I- I'm not trying to defend Jimbo Fisher. I mean, he- they were underachieving big time. It was a circus every week. Uh, but what are you going to do? No need the job. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, bring him back. He looked right. great in that Johnny football documentary. He's clearly a you quarterback know, whisperer. You know, there, there's a guy that's from around those parts. Um, he's a he's a Texas guy that I, I know is back in the saddle down at FAU. Tom Herman. What if he <laughs> rode in the college station and took that program to heights that it's aspiring to be? I'm just saying. Kenny, you should give your suggestion you put to us uh, earlier today. Really well, I thought Peyton was going to say Art Bryles. Uh, that's oh, what he was, former Texas guy that needs a job. I was like, I don't know if he should go back to college football. Um, but uh, Dude. fun fact about Art Browse is that he showed up to my PE class once, did not get the recruit <laughs> he wanted. Jamon Osborne ended up going to Texas AM, so he, jokes on him. He, he is the head coach of the Qualipi Frenzy in the Italian Football League. Oh, I he was doing high school for a little bit, yeah. He but, quit, uh, I remember that, but geez. um. No, my legitimate guess for AM would be Lane Kiffin. That would be something. That would be something. Um, my dirty bird of the week, we're going to the NBA here. Uh, I'm giving it to the Atlanta Hawks uh, for a <laughs> very strange um, post on X. I, I know I've been duped by fake Twitters uh, a lot, and I, I really felt like I was again, and I sent it to some, some of you guys, like, you two, Kenny and Peyton, some of our other friends. And this is from the Real Hawks account. Um, they tweeted, only Haw- only Hawks fans know where the real action is. Eyeball emoji. 
with a photo or a video of just the mascot for the Atlanta Hawks, you know, doing their best impression of an OnlyFans. You can watch the video yourself. Look up the Atlanta Hawks on Twitter. It's still up there. Um, I, I, my like most confusing part of this, I don't know what like the promo is for. Like it, they just made the video and then the link is just to like the Hawks like website. It's not for like merch. They didn't, it's not some sort of like weird fan thing. I don't know what it's for. They just made this strange video and tweeted it and tried to get Hawks fans to rally around it. Uh, I know in the NBA thing going around is like, there's these Brazil accounts of all these NBA teams that are tweeting this crazy stuff. Uh, that's what it feels like with the Atlanta Hawks here. So they are very dirty birds um, for tweeting this very strange only Hawks fans video. DeJounte Murray wasn't a fan of his team tweeting this. He was not. That's true. No, Does it DeJounte have to do Murray. something with the in-season tournament at all? That That's what I thought. But, like, it's not a – there's not a link to anything that's, like, exclusive or, like I, – I don't, I don't know. It's very – it's very strange. There are some funny replies. I'm not going to repeat any of them, but you you can go look at the Twitter. Tweet's still up. Dirty, bet dirty online talk. replied. Did they? What did, what did Bet Online reply with? Um, Just a close-up of... Uh, you don't know who this is. Uh, The Murray that plays for the Nuggets. Jamal? Jamal, Jamal Murray. It's a close-up of his face going like... Notably, Jamal Murray has never had any lewd scandals. That's true. Shout out Canadians. All right, fraud rankings. Let's do it. Fraud rankings. Are you ready? There we go. Uh Uh-oh. There we go. You know what that music is. Fraud. Fraud rankings. Starting it off this week in the fraud rankings, we're going to it's a Peyton right here, the real Falcons fan of the show. Peyton, your Atlanta Falcons coming in at number five on the fraud rankings. What's going on down there with them dirty birds uh, going over to Arizona here, losing 23 to 25. Taylor Haneke loses eight for 15. Got a concussion, Kenny. Oh, how do you lose to Kyler Murray? He's five foot three. He's playing Playing the Call new Call of Duty, Duty just came out. He's still picking up wins. Number four in the fraud rankings going to New Orleans Saints. Another team that had an injured quarterback. Wow, you're just picking all the injured QBs. Couldn't get, couldn't get it done. Just There's a theme here. <laughs> Bunch of fraud. The NFC South Saints coming that in. That division sucks. Google Davis Winston Crab Legs for more information. Fraud. Throw number three over to Peyton Haverman because he was another smart fella and took the Browns to cover against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, despite getting a pick six to lead off the game, the Ravens threw a pick six of their own late. And even though Dustin Hopkins missed an extra pick, he was able to find redemption and send the Dirty Birds back. And uh, 33 to 31, Browns win. How do you lose this game? Deshaun was playing terrible. Fault of frauds. Fault of frauds. They're the call. Coming in at number two on the fraud rankings goes to Jack's Cincinnati Bengals. Had an opportunity to come away with the win at the end. He gave gave DJ Strong too much time. 30, 27, Houston, Texas. Who's in last place in the AFC North? It ain't the Steelers. It ain't the fraud fraudvins. It's the sense of fraudy bang frauds. <laughs> fraud number one. I love the attempt coming at number one in the fraud <laughs> rankings this fraud week. Fraud wars. <laughs> Jacksonville. What happens? Trevor Fraudens. Thirty-four to three. I told you, San Steve Wilson on the field was gonna make a difference. You're damn right. Bronxville, Bronxwars. Saxonville, more like AJ Boye has disappeared. Fraud Wars. They still have the better Josh Allen. Fraud. Nice job. That was very successful. Great success. Uh, Ratio slash joke slash box slash community note of the weekend. Kenny. Uh, This uh, ratio of the week comes from our good friend Michael Fitzpatrick who's been on the show before. Um, Malik Monk, 
uh, posted on November 9th. I don't care about y'all parlays. Davion Mitchell quote, quoted it with that part exclamation point. And then a X account by the name of DGC Snipe replied, bro, I put you one time because I thought it said Donovan Mitchell, you trash. Because uh, this guy thought it was, he thought Davion Mitchell was Donovan Mitchell. This guy got 13,000 likes. Davion Mitchell Jesus. got 2.5 thousand likes. Um, that's a big ratio um, to an NBA player. Good. Or not? Sorry, Davion yeah. is. Yeah, Davion's in the NBA now. He's the Kings. Yeah. Oh yeah, he plays the Kings. Yeah. That's why this is funny for like a lot of reasons because DGC Snipe is still putting himself on blast for not knowing which team Donovan Mitchell plays for and not catching himself. <laughs> and still, and still, absolutely. Owning Davion, who is a good basketball player to his credit. This happened, this I remember so Kevin Herter quote tweeted that Malik Monk tweet as well, and he got ratioed. Um, yeah, and I think the, the NBA players kind of thought people would be on their side. They were not. It was, Mm-mm. it got ugly. <laughs> Kevin Herter talking is like, yeah, it's never going to go well on Twitter um love 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 nba twitter uh thank you michael fitzpatrick for that ratio of the week um all right enough fun we have to go back to pain now uh because we're gonna finish the show we're gonna um review the memphis game from mizzou men's basketball do a quick little preview basically just talk about what the hell they need to figure out uh in order to not avoid an even more disastrous loss to suey uh siue uh, that's who they play on Monday, but we're going to finish the show talking a little Mizzou men's hoops. Okay, we're going to finish the show uh, with, you know, we had the good with Mizzou football on Saturday um, follow, that followed the bad, which was Mizzou men's hoops here on Friday, losing 70 to 55 um, to a Memphis team that was without its head coach. Um, Tigers got burned by a pretty familiar sight. Uh, on the Memphis Tigers, Javon Quinterly, who had uh, 18 points, eight rebounds, and five assists. Of course, the Alabama transfer um, has played against Mizzou before, so he's a familiar name. But this was a an ugly, ugly second half in a game that had Mizzou up uh, 33 to 26 at the break, um, and then everything just fell apart. Kenny and Peyton, what the hell happened? Yeah, the first 17 minutes of this game, I mean, if I was, like, really, like, almost giddy, I thought Mizzou played so well. Sean East, in particular, was just so aggressive. I mean, he was ruling, ruling uh, that game for a while. Um, And then, I don't, it felt like there was a sequence. I text this to a bunch of our friends that I, I, I don't remember for sure, but, like, Caleb Grill missed a three at some point. Uh, which, spoiler alert, that kind of became a theme with him in this game. Um, and I Memphis got the rebound. They turned it into a transition dunk, and it felt like the game was never the same. I mean, Mizzou just went ice cold. Coming into this year, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I said on, the, like, our preseason, like, overview, like, I'm pretty sure this is going to be the weakest team, weak, like, roster-wise, Dennis has here. And... Nights like that kind of lead me to think this is more of a rebuilding year that's going to leave us with a lot of frustrating nights. I mean, it was just nobody. Like, if it was last year in the second half when things kind of started going awry, Kobe Brown or Demoy Hodge would have been like, all right, give me the rock. Let me get us back into this game. Kind of kickstart the offense again. That was like, this was Mizzou's first test to kind of find out, like, okay, who can be the guy that can go and get a bucket? And nobody did it. No, I mean, Anthony Robinson got to the free throw line. He made three three throws. And then um, Mizzou had a chance to kind of go on a run from there. They got to the free throw line a couple times, which is what you should do when you're struggling to shoot. They couldn't hit the free throws. Memphis just pulled ahead again. Really frustrating, man. I mean, I, I was hoping this team could be a little more. I, I don't know. I didn't want like a full on rebuild year. But that was like the toughest. Like that was a real measuring stick game in front of a sold-out crowd in November, and I, I hate to overreact two games in, but that felt pretty tone-setting. It was a big conversation we had 
uh, with Drew King in our preview is, you know, who's going to be the guy that's going to take that shot? Who's going to be the three-point guy? And, you know, he said Sean East was, you know, the one that he would go with um, in that situation. But when you just look at the three-point game all around, six for 28 is ridiculous to kind of see. It's just nothing was falling, and they kept taking the shots. And you talk about Caleb Grill, too. Um, who went one for eight from three. It was just a rough day all around. And if it's not falling, it's not going to fall. I mean, you can look at some of the worst performances in three ball history. You look at the Rockets in the playoffs back in like 2018, just nothing falls. You keep taking the shots and it's not going to fall. And I think that's where Missouri, Missouri should have pivoted its game. And it just really didn't. I mean, you look at how the breakdown of points played out, 33 points in the first half, 22 in the second half. And that's just the real like, difference memphis scored 44 in the second half they doubled them up and overall six or 28 but off the bench there were eight three-pointers taken none of them were made um it's just it was just a pretty poor performance in the three ball game (laughs) i could have gone my whole life without hearing that stat that's abysmal yeah and i think that's a good segue kenny because it's you know it is a rebuilding year and we knew that, but you know, where and how soon now does Dennis start to slash, you know, people's minutes and, and bring this rotation down to what it is going to be when this team enters sec play, because Peyton, I'll I'll let you take this because there's guys who I think are maybe playing a bit too much and similarly, or played a bit too much, at least in this Memphis game. And similarly, a couple of guys who maybe didn't play enough uh, here. Yeah, um, look, Mizzou does not have a bona fide star on this team, so they're going to have to have uh, a deeper bench than a lot of other teams. They're going to have to kind of rely on having just a lot of rotations that can work. Um, That said, too many people, I think, are playing. It was a little bit of a concern I had coming into the year, but I trusted Dennis to figure it out, really. rather quickly but I mean there were just rotations that did not work in that game I mean I, I said before the year I thought maybe Mabor Mayak would get some minutes that mattered and he did in this game and I, I don't think I ever need to see him get them again I mean he was on the court for like what was it uh, a whole two minutes and I mean he just it was not good I mean he had no clue what he was doing on offense he tried to like box people out um on rebound dude you're seven like four go get it um it was like Caleb Brown played two minutes I mean he tried to the two step get like jab steps and then just took a three that was it wasn't even close um I hate to say it but Trent Pierce I know he had that block I largely don't it looks like he's not totally ready I know a lot of people like what Ant did he did have a couple uh he hit five free throws like all five had a couple rebounds but i mean he played 10 minutes he didn't have a made shot or an assist and he was running point like that is not going to get it done there's just some people i think that need to have their minutes kind of slashed a bit i'm not saying don't play the freshman at all but you don't really need to play them for the large stretches that dennis was in the second half um Tamar Bates, only 14 minutes. I think that needs to increase. John Tanjay, I know he's dealing with injury, only two minutes. Hopefully that can increase quickly. Caleb Grill, I know you want to stick with your guys. Dennis said after the game, I know Kenny said maybe they should pull off a bit when they're that cold. Dennis said after the game he wants them to keep shooting that because he wants their confidence to stay up. He knows they're better shooters. At the same time, though, I don't think you can stick with Caleb Grill for 29 minutes when he was playing like he was. Sometimes you can call a team maybe a little too deep. And I I know you want to get these freshmen up to speed. You want to get them ready to be contributors, especially next season when you see a lot of these guys could be transferring or just moving on with, you know, no, they don't have any more opportunities in college basketball, move on to the pros or whatever comes next. Um, It'll be nice to get John Tanjay back. And I know, like you said, dealing with a little bit of injury, nice to see him at least make his debut. I want to point out just like some people just not, you know, taking the time to actually look up what's going on with John Tanjay. We don't know the official injury. We know he's battling something and he's trying to get back up to speed. And once he gets up to it, that's a good piece of depth right there. A guy who could probably stretch, you know, three or four, whoever he's guarding. But a guy named Rob Doster posted on X 
Uh, I don't know what's going on with Missouri. John Tanjay looks like he's getting the Isaiah Mosley treatment. That's just ridiculous to say. I mean, it's like people don't even look at this team. I I know this guy's not a Mizzou insider. It's not his team to cover. But to say someone's getting Isaiah Mosley treatment when you don't even know what's going on there as well, it's, you know, Isaiah Mosley was dealing with personal matters and John Tanjay's dealing with an injury and coming back from it. It's, and people, you know, it's early in the season. Um, this was a, a pretty, you know, sucky loss for Mizzou fans and just for Mizzou in general. Definitely something to grow from. Uh, Memphis is isn't a team. It's not, you know, like we said in the preview. I said it's like it's not like an easy win. I mean, Memphis is one of the better teams in the uh, AAC, and I'm not gonna you know sell them short. Yeah, I mean, as much as like you know you don't want to overreact. Obviously, Mizzou fans are going to be thinking of last season, and and we should call this game for what it is, which is what Peyton said. It is a measuring stick, and this team did not measure up. This team is not where it needs to be. It's not, I don't even think probably as close to where we thought. Yeah. Yet. And, and, you know, with that said, you know, you have a stretch here now going forward, starting with SIUE on Monday, where until November 28th at Pittsburgh, um, you really shouldn't lose any of these games. I mean, Minnesota on the road could get a little weird. Um, but you go back to kind of the, that mid major, um, kind of the stuff we saw last year, the opponents we saw last year um, at this point in the season. So you have a chance to, you know, maybe get some positive momentum. And then against Pitt, you know, you have it all over again. I mean, Dennis Gates said after this game, we're going to find out on Monday if if this was a loss or a lesson. Classic, you know, Dennis coaching speech, wisdom, whatever you want to call it. But the, I think that'll be the real next test is that Pitt game comes around. You know, maybe you've rattled off a couple wins. It seems like things are trending in the right direction. Maybe we're overreacting, you know, in the other way at that point. And then, you know, you you have it again. Either you're going to get humbled or it's going to be, okay, they took a step. Even if they don't win, maybe they perform a little better, whatever. But, yeah, I think I think there's a lot, you know, that you can overreact to. And I think you guys, you guys, I think, explained everything pretty um, civilly without being like, this is going to be a train wreck. Um, but I think it's, I think you're right. You're both right to be a little bit worried, even only two games in, if you have any other, just any other takes on stuff. Yeah. And Kenny made a good point. I mean, this Memphis team is going to be a tournament team. I think everybody expected that going into the year. Uh, nothing about Friday's game changed my thoughts on that. Javon Quinterly was excellent. Daquan Walton has been a great addition for them, even if you, if they were his third choice. Um, and I, I do wonder a little bit um, what this game could have looked like if uh, Vanover was playing. Just because, I mean, Memphis found the key to the game in just sitting Jordan Brown down in the post and uh, putting Mills on East to kind of just keep him in front of him. Uh, that, that The game totally changed. I mean, it, it was... Rick Stansberry is their interim right now. He coached a perfect game in that second half. I mean, everything he did worked. Um, sometimes you do have to tip your cap a bit. That said, I don't think they did enough to lap Missouri like they should have. I mean, that a lot of that does still come down to Missouri being bad. Um, season's not over. I mean, a lot uh, that that like you said, Jack. I think that pick game will be the next real like. Okay, this is like. You can get your season totally back on track here. Where is this team? Um, yeah. Yeah. Just basically, I mean, after the Kansas game, did anybody think this team was going to go to the NCAA tournament? I sure did not. Um, so still a lot of season ahead, but that was a concerning performance against Memphis. I have two more positives, just two more notes to throw out there. Um, I do want to shout out the durability of Sean East. Uh, we talked about it before we come on, got on here that, 38 minutes kind of seemed like maybe it wasn't, maybe it was a, a mistake on ESPN's part, but 38 minutes from Sean East uh, is a pretty good thing to see coming in the starting lineup. But also the fouls went down. Um, only two guys really got into close to foul trouble. Jose Carolero and Aiden Shaw both had three. Um, everyone else was two or less. Um, and the only person, only players who had two were Tamar Bates, who had two off the bench, and then Noah Carter had two in the starting five. Uh, and I think that's a good thing to see after um, that opening game against Pine Bluff. Yeah, good point. Um, you know, two two good notes uh, there. Obviously, sometimes fouls can just be like, you know, the course of the game. That is what it is. But yeah, I, I think 
think you guys both said it well. Um, you know, now Mizzou goes and has at least theoretically uh, an easier test. I mean, anything can happen. Shoot, we've seen James Madison beat Michigan State in 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 a little mid major upset action. But uh, the SIUE Edwardsville Cougars, no uh, no disrespect to them. Uh, finished quick things on them. They finished nineteen and fourteen. The OVC they played Mizzou last year. Um, lost one hundred and five to eighty in Columbia. Um, almost exactly a year ago. So, um, you know, a little bit familiar. They've lost to Dayton and they beat North Park University uh, this season. Wow. So there you go. Uh, the mighty the mighty Cougars I had to give a I had to give a quick rundown um, on them. But, yeah, I, I think I think, you know, just a chance to kind of recover. Hopefully you have just a little bit of an easier test. You can take the heat off. We can enjoy some some basketball here in in Mizzou Arena on Monday and not have to to hit the panic button. Um a little bit more uh but yeah that'll uh that'll pretty much wrap it up we'll see how that goes we'll obviously have the reaction to um that game on thursday and then um we'll figure that out peyton and i are going to be at uh mizzou's matchup against minnesota um here this this coming week so we're we'll we'll have some for in-person action um watching mizzou men's hoops so uh, we'll have that break. We'll have those recaps for you. Obviously, uh, we'll have the preview on Friday as well. But until then, um, everyone have a fun and safe week. Enjoy the SIUE game tomorrow. This has been the Unruh Rule presented by Bet Online. See you. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.